0: I just got to speak with Tara, and she is so sweet. Her heart is so huge. You can just tell the passion just kind of radiates from her, what she does. Um, you know, based from her story at the end, we kind of get into her personal story and trials and uh, traumas that she's personally suffered that have, you know, culminated together. Um, that was not the correct word or pronunciation, but, you know, came together to. Really highlight and show the need for a faith-based approach for her and um, creating something special for women in that sense. So, Tara is the creator of Fueled by God Coaching Services and is a faith-based integrative health practitioner. Tara's mission is to spread God's truth and power to overcome emotional eating and hormone imbalances by spreading God's truth. So, you know, we talk about um, how women can reg- regain regain self control over emotional eating strategies that she recommends for women to begin with overcoming these emotional eating issues. We talk about common hormone disrupt- disruptors and what impacts a woman's hormone level. So, you know, knowing the physical side as well as the emotional side come into play with a lot of our food choices and what we're doing. Um, And, you know, then we got to hear her story of emotional uh, eating and some of the Um, disordered eating that she had from her traumatic experiences. So enjoy this interview and have a wonderful, wonderful, wonderful day. Hey lovely ladies, it's Jen. I'm a mental wellness weight loss coach and I help women who are struggling with emotional eating. It can be a roller coaster rides of cravings and comfort and just drive you absolutely bonkers. So I break down how you Break free from emotional eating, binge eating, chronic dieting, and kind of take a new approach, an untraditional approach to the way we look at eating, the way we look at weight loss, and the way that we look at living. So enjoy. This podcast is for educational purposes only and should not be used as medical treatment or medical diagnosis. And as my seven-year-old would like to say, sharing is caring. So send to a friend you think would benefit. And of course, on your socials, I'll love you forever. And don't forget to subscribe to Freedom Within to not miss any other future interviews or episodes. To the show, enjoy. Okay, so I have Tara here, and I'm excited to talk to her about emotional eating. And I just told her too, she's got this great accent and it makes me want to go into a Southern twang. So if I start to transition into a different accent, that's why I can't help myself. But um, tell us, how can women regain self-control over emotional eating? Because this is a big part of, you know, often why we're keeping weight on, why we can't lose it or we do, but end up with it back on. It's an overlooked part of, you know, diet, Culture, I think it's starting to pick up. I think people are starting to get aware of like, oh, we can't just focus on just food and exercise. We need to look at ourselves as a bigger picture. So, um, love to hear your perspective, Tara.
1: Yes. So thank you. Um. Yeah. There's so many things that goes into um uh, emotional eating. You know, part of it is we have to figure out, kind of where did it start? What was the initial um trigger or event that caused? Um, you to start that in the in the very beginning. Um, and a lot of times that trigger is then triggered on and on in life. Maybe it's a, a memory of it or it could be a smell or you know, maybe you're around somebody that reminds you of that event. Um, but in general, women tend to, you know, be triggered by emotional things whether it be, you know, they're fearful, they're stressed, they're ashamed, different things like that. It can be a physical uh, trigger. So maybe you're around someone that triggers you to eat. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe, you know, the workplace or, you know, someplace that you go in just really causes a lot of stress on you. So you really have to identify and become aware of really what is your trigger first. And then we start to either Like for me, one of my triggers was fatigue. Um, And I, I realized that in the evenings was when I was really wanting to try, was wanting to, you know, go grab the Doritos or whatever that is. And so I had to think about, okay, I'm not hungry. What, what is the emotion? What is, what am I feeling? Anything like that? And so I learned that a lot of mine was fatigue related. And so my brain was just like, okay, you know, Tara, I need you to stimulate me somehow. Let's, you know, let's go grab some Oreos. And so for me, one thing that I had to do was I had to remove the food items that I would crave. So I always tell my ladies, like, if there is something that's in your house, that is your go-to, you need to remove that. Um, and so, and that can change. So like, just like Satan, you get one thing kind of under control. Satan likes to throw new things at you. So so I like crunch. That's one of my things. So I have gone from, I love and crave granola, which is, you know, pretty healthy to kettle chips, which I tried to pick the healthiest kettle chips, but I just have to constantly think about, okay. All right, I'm I'm going to this item all the time, so I have to get it out of my house. And my poor family, they they go through the cabinets and they're like, "There's no food here." I'm like, "I'm sorry. <laughs> go to the grocery store and get something that only you will eat." Um, but I tell them, you know, go out to the store, get whatever you want, have it then, don't bring it home. Don't allow it to be in your home. Um, so figuring out what the what the emotional trigger is, the physical trigger, whatever that is, then what is your go-to? in, you know, it's typically in the home or for some of my ladies, you know, they're fatigued on the way home. And so they're really quick to run through a drive-through and grab, you know, even a value meal or anything like that. So, okay, what do I need to have on hand at all times, either in my purse or in my car that can be a quick go-to, you know, maybe it's gum, maybe it's nuts or seeds or a protein shake or beef jerky or whatever it is, but always be prepared, um, you know, so that you're not left, you know, out of control, basically. Mm -hmm. Always have something in your purse, in your, you know, on yourself that you can grab. Um, And then, my number one defense for ladies is just begin praying. You know, if you don't know where any of those things are in your life, if you don't know what the trigger is, if you don't know what your food item is, you don't know the next step. I always tell my ladies start in prayer, like start praying about it. God, I need your insight. I need your help to identify what what the emotion is or what the trigger is. And he's going to, he's going to meet you there. He's going to tell you, it's going to be that little whisper that, you know, continues to happen over and over in your head time and time again. Um, And we just have to be aware of that. You know, if we've asked for it, we've prayed for it. And then we start to hear this, that's God telling us, you know, it's not just a coincidence. Um, You know, that's God telling us, you know, where we need to do our next steps at.
0: So, With the emotional eating component of helping women, you're having them kind of set up their environment for success, having them get ahead of things by preparing of how you can actually like, you know, give your body nutrients and making sure it's getting fed when things can be, you know, swapping out that convenience factor, making sure you're still getting those like convenience fee things met. It just might have to be done prior to, um, and then prayer which i love that you say too because i do think this is also not in diets or not in you know yeah. it's it's not going to be what you're going to hear when you go to weight watchers or wherever because right. I, it it is a component to like you have to tap into something higher than yourself cuz you cannot stop the problem from where you are so you need something more and to be able to use that that like powerful space that's available to everybody at all times can seem like, I don't know, it can seem a little woo-woo, but it can be the thing that will move your mountain and get you. That is
1: what, and I I tell my ladies, you know, the world tells us, you know, you have to have your own self-control. You have to own, have your own discipline, your own motivation, everything. And if you're a Christian woman, God gives you fruits of the spirit and one of those is self-control. And I never thought about it until like three years ago when the world was shutting down and everybody thought they were going to die tomorrow and I could see all those bad habits you know that was one of my triggers I felt out of control so all of my bad habits and things were trying to creep in and you know he was like try me like you've never tried me before you've done all these other things um and when I started just really studying in depth it's like no he has this supernatural power if we would just tap into it And it is, it's amazing. I mean, when you go to God and ask him for self-control, for insight, he meets you right where you, right where you are and right where you need to be.
0: And it takes the pressure off of you. Like you get to give it to something else that gets to hold it, that's able, that has the ability to work through it. And I just feel in that sense, it puts you in the space. See taking that trigger that you're, that you're using for the action, you know what I mean? For that eating thing away. And Mm -hmm. it's giving you, putting you in a space of health and healing and just in a better, I say vibration. Sometimes that like word, you know, words, they can mean different things to different people, but I swear, I feel that vibration energy is still align- in alignment with the word or the thing like there is mm-hmm. connection there so wherever you lie on your spectrum of religion and all of that stuff right there is you know more out there t- for you and I love that Tara that you bring that up and you put Thank that you. in the protocol of how to overcome these emotional uh, roadblocks that so many women have because you know we know what to do well, often or yeah. what we're supposed to be doing it's not that's not really the issue it's Why aren't we doing it? And, you know, that type of thing. And then that can lead to more like, I'm not doing it. So therefore, what's wrong with me? You know what I mean? It sets up that spiral. So uh, you gave, that's some great strategies. Is there anything else um, you'd want to add to those strategies of emotional Uh eating, how to handle that?
1: With one of the other things. So like the, the program that I've created, we walk through a different element each week. It's an eight week program. And so the very first week we talk about what is your specific self-sabotaging thought and behavior that Satan puts in your head to keep you going back to food. And so for everybody that's different, it may be, you know, that all or nothing. Like if you don't crush it on Monday, you might as well wait till the next Monday. Um, So a lot of my ladies deal with the all or nothing. And so one of my greatest strategies with that is that, you know, Say you go out to lunch on Monday afternoon, Monday's your day one, and you go out to lunch and you decide to split a dessert or you ate a little bit heavy and you feel miserable afterwards. Well, Satan's going to tell you, oh, there you go again. You can't do it. You're a failure, all of these things. And I tell my ladies, don't let it go past today. So supper You go ahead and you fill fill your body with God-given food. So you just get back to your nutrition plan. You get back to your good protein, your good vegetables and fruits and grains and things like that. And we put lunch behind us and we move right on because if not, that all or nothing thinking, we obsess about it and it just grows and grows and grows. And then Monday never comes and Monday never comes and Monday never comes. Um, And then another kind of along that same line is we take a whole week and we really talk about the power of taking your thoughts captive. And I know myself, as I was working on overcoming emotional eating, I did not realize how much food was on my mind. I mean, it was an absolute obsession. It was, you know, I ate breakfast. Okay, what's my next snack? What's my next? I mean, it was just constantly, what is the next thing? Or or then I felt shameful for what I did. So Satan on average has 12,000 to 60,000 thoughts per day in a woman's head that he can take captive. And so if we don't stop that thought right when it comes in, you know, if Satan says, well, you did crappy at lunch, you know, you're a loser. I immediately tell my ladies, you have to say at least one or three things, one to three things that are positive about yourself because we want to reinforce those positive things and not let Satan's negatives continue you know, to wheel around in our head that just continues to spiral. So really the taking your thoughts captive. And um, some of my ladies, I even will have them set an alarm, say around lunchtime or one o'clock and just put on there, think about what you're thinking about. So are you thinking about food? And if you are, you know, maybe we need to go to God in prayer because the food's now become an idol. You know, you're thinking about, food or your next meal, which you know, is going to be there, you know, it's not like it's a survival thing, Um, but more than we are thinking or praying to God. And so that's a really big thing. So we, we set alarms, you know, just to remind us of positive things in our lives, things like that, so that we can really stop that negativity, that mindset stuff that Satan tries to, you know, really bring us down and again, take us back to food every time. Yeah. I
0: like that, how you're showing that energy leak of what that looks like, of how, like, if you're thinking about food all the time, like think about that's a lot of energy expended on something you could be doing elsewhere. Absolutely. And the fact that you don't just balance out those negative, positive um, statements, like you have to tip the scale back in your favor of <laughs> positive. So you're so like, wait, let, let's layer on those, on those positive things. And that's hard I for women to do. I, it's hard actually to... I mean, it's hard to take a compliment sometimes, let alone give one to yourself. Do you have anything that you could suggest there for people that are like,
1: I say it, but I don't believe it. Or it's hard for me to do that. The biggest thing is just keep doing it. The more you tell yourself and and two, sometimes writing it down. So one thing that I do is every day, I read my scripture in the morning and do my devotion, but I have a prayer journal. And so the first thing that I do is three gratitudes. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, things that you're thankful for constantly, Um, It's going to make it quicker to come up with those things. And for me, I'm a very visual person. So even like taking sticky notes, putting it on your mirror, putting it on your wall, putting it on your calendar at work, wherever it is, the more you see it again, you're fighting the negativity that Satan's going to put in there. Um, And for me, the visual part of it is really big. I even, when I dealt with a lot of anxiety and I was um, doing home health and driving on the road and stuff, I had this little scripture and it talked about anxiety. And I just put it right, like right by my speedometer so that I would see it every single time I really was in the car. Um, So keep things visual, write them down, and then just continually, you know, reminding yourself of all these good things, even in the trials, even in the struggles, even in, you know, the hard times there's a lot of positive out there. And sometimes we just have to really think about it and really pull them out um, to overcome the negativity that that's in the world.
0: (laughs) Yeah, there's definitely a little mixed
1: bag out there,
0: but I think there's so much positive too. It really is a matter of shifting focus and like what you're, you know, putting your attention on it. You know, it it can take time, but once you start to see it, like, I
1: think there's good people everywhere. I just see good people everywhere. You know what I mean? There's just- And I mean, um, even in the dark times, like even in your struggles- You can be joyful or you can find positivity because, okay, God gave me what I needed to get through this day. Or he showed me, you know, my daughters are big on the Cardinals, you know, and my daughter will say, oh, a Cardinal just zoomed past my car. I know today's going to be okay. I was anxious. So little things like that. And it's so specific to everybody. You know, for me, I never see Cardinals. God does not speak to me in Cardinals. (laughs) But you know, if I'm having a struggle, just like the last probably six months, I've been really working on trust and different things like that. And it would be everywhere on social media, it would pop up, you know, something about trust or a song would come up, you know, and those aren't coincidences. Those are God given things that he is providing for you again, to get you through that next day, that next struggle. So you just have to look for them, you know, and you have to be open to, to the positivity.
0: Is that something you teach in your group of just how to listen and hear and then take action? Cause that could be part of that's challenging. Like, how do you bring this into your day to day? Like you were saying in the beginning, like a lot of the emotional stressors could be at work or out, you know, with friends or out of maybe your bubble of faith that can feel Mm -hmm. like, how do you extend that faith into all areas of your life? Do you,
1: um, So every week, like I said, every week's different. And we do have a week on we were made to crave in the Overcoming Emotional Eating program. And so, you know, God gave us taste buds, of course, but we were made to crave him. And so part of that is, looking and um, identifying ways and being grateful. And then I also have a holistic hormone regulation program where we spend a whole week talking about emotions and other people's emotions, how that impacts us. And so if you're around a negative person, sometimes you can't remove yourself. So how can you change your thoughts, your perspective, to not allow that cortisol to raise every time you're around negative Nancy. There's goes my little thumbs. You may get some balloons <laughs> here too in a little bit. I'm not sure what I've done. <laughs> it's so funny. Good. It's good, fun. <laughs> um but
0: for those yeah. of you because you can't see what just happened, but we're getting oh. thumbs up on our on our visual on our video here we get a thumbs up. It just means we're we're on the right track Tara. Yeah, there. Yeah what we're saying is is accurate.
1: That's right. Yes. Yeah. So each we do have a weekend each that's somewhere we are talking about that. And then I specifically, if I know I have a client because I do daily contact with my clients, you know that struggles with this, and I do monthly calls. You know we can dive into that individually as well, even deeper. You know specifically into their own life and how to how that would look for them and how to overcome that, implement some strategies and stuff like that.
0: Cool. Can we talk more about the hormones and the disruption? you know, hormones and how that plays a part in your body, because it's interesting. You say like, it's so crazy how the chemical that's released in your body based on a feeling that happens from, you know, whatever it is that it is, we're all different. How we perceive things Mm. shifts, how your body assimilates food shifts, how you sleep shifts, how you, you know, the, your energetic state. So how does that all work and what are the big ones? And, you know, Lay this out for us a little bit. Yes,
1: so absolutely. So in 2020, I was... Um living a very stressed out life, trying to burn the candle at both ends. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a daughter. Can relate to that? <laughs> <laughs> no, no woman out there can ever relate to that. Yeah. Um. You know, not, I wasn't a good sleeper. I've never been a good sleeper. I have a history of trauma throughout my life. And so sleep has always been a struggle for me. Um. But we also had a daughter that was getting ready to go through emergency brain surgery. So just all of this, you know, I knew something was off in my body. I went to the doctor. And I thought, Oh, it'd just be regular hormones. Like they're just kind of wonky or something like that. And she called me and she was like, you're not going to believe this. She was like, you are pre-diabetic and insulin resistant. And I, I knew, knew without a doubt, because I'm an integrative health practitioner that it was stress and not sleeping. That was my problems. It wasn't not that I'm perfect nutrition and exercise like hardcore but I knew that those were not the factors that were my issues it was these holistic factors and so what those do stress and not sleeping um, as well as if you are a very emotional person if you are a person that goes from zero to ten and that's something that I really have had to work on in the last year you know why do some people or some things make my blood pressure just skyrocket you know through the roof um Typically for most people, what it does is it raises your cortisol level. And that is a hormone that will literally wreak havoc if it is out of balance on every system in your body. Mm -hmm. And it's another reason we talk about emotions and we talk about our mindset in both of my programs, because it all starts in your thoughts a lot of times Mm -hmm. and it trickles down through, I won't go through all the scientific stuff, but actually to your cellular level. And so if you think about, we go back to caveman world and People, you know, were fighting the dinosaurs or whatever they happened to do. They probably had a lot of fight or flight going on. So they had a lot of cortisol, things like that. But we don't do that on a regular basis typically, but our body doesn't know that. It just knows it's being very stressed out and it knows that, you know, it has to survive. And so what happens when it's in this fight or flight mode is that, you know, your heart keeps going, your brain keeps going, your lungs go but all of these extra things, including your hormones, just kind of get pushed to the wayside. Because I hope this doesn't offend anybody, but when you're under stress and you're fighting a dinosaur, you're not worried about having sex. <laughs>
0: no, because your digestion sits down. There, you're not going to sit down at the table and eat some food. Exactly. Like, yeah, yes, you know,
1: so it, yes, that's one of the things my daughter's, my youngest daughter, deals with. Is she has gastroparesis, and so when she gets very stressed, when her health um, status gets very stressed, her gut shuts down. You know, so all of these extra things start to shut down. And I mean, we just live in a faster paced, more stressed out life. And most doctors don't consider all of these lifestyle elements that really impact a woman's health. And I knew that those were mine. I had to have this holistic healing in order to have the healthy lifestyle that I wanted. And I knew, I mean, I could count on my hand about every woman in my life, Um, deals with it too. You know, we have women that are going through earlier menopause. Our daughters are going through early puberty. You know, we're having all of these um, things and it's not just normal. You know, doctors, oh, well, it's normal. No, it's not. You know, I don't have to live like that. And so I really had to create a program that looked at, honestly, the basis of it is cortisol. You know, that causes all these. So, when you're stressed, what does cortisol do it? When you're doing exercises that are not meant for your body, what is that doing to it? When you are, you know, loading your body with all these toxic chemicals and things like that, what is that doing to your hormones? All of these factors play a role in a woman's hormone levels. And, um, you know, most physicians don't even look at it. It makes when your cortisol levels, I was just talking to one of my clients yesterday. She was like, I'm just not hungry. I'm I'm not hungry. Like I could go all day and barely eat. And I said, okay, we're going to test your cortisol levels because I would almost guarantee her cortisol levels are staying high. So like you said, your gut, she, her, her body just says, you don't need food right now. You're running a race and you need to get away. Um, so I told her, I said, that's where we're going to start. We're going to start with your cortisol. We're going to see what it is. Then we're going to implement strategies from there to try to get that, you know, rise and fall back into a normal rhythm so that then she can begin healing into the the normal, you know, pattern.
0: Is there anything that you suggest women that they can do to get those quarter levels on point?
1: I'm interrupting myself because
0: I just want to say thank you for being here. I appreciate that you're here. And if you're enjoying and appreciating these episodes, please leave a five-star review and a comment. It helps this podcasts get out to more women to hear about how they can overcome emotional eating, binge eating, secret eating, and have more enjoyable, pleasurable weight loss. I want that for you. It is possible. Do not forget to go to the show notes and look at all the resources that are available to you um, as you go on your journey. And with that, back to the show.
1: So if if you don't test, I mean, you can test the one of the best ways, there's a saliva test. Um, and if anybody wants to reach out to me, I can, you know, give them information. I can read the test for them, um, make recommendations and things That's like that.
0: That's important to have someone that knows how to read a test because, like, yeah. I feel like you can order a test anywhere, but like, if you don't have someone reading the test correctly or understands the reading of it or trained in it, it's not, it's used, you're throwing your money away. Absolutely. So, like you have using,
1: to have a plan. Yeah, use someone <laughs> so that yeah. can
0: read the test, yeah.
1: Yes, I can do functional medicine labs. Um, I can order them for the ladies and um, they get them very quickly. And then I just let the, the company know that I'm their coach. Usually, honestly, most of them come back within a week or two and then we can really start working on a plan. So it's pretty quick turnaround. Um, but if you can't afford you know, the testing and I understand that completely, Um, one of the things that I would say is one thing you can do is check your blood sugars. So you can buy $20 blood sugar test or, you know, glucose kilometer, whatever you want to call it, um, and test them and see how your body is reacting to food. That is one thing that, um, I do have my ladies. I recommend if they are a stressed out person, because more times than not, your blood sugars are going to run high. Um, so that would be a sign that you are having, you know, possibly some cortisol issues. Um, another thing is, you know, do you feel that afternoon like either crash to where your body is, you know, needing that nap? Or are you feeling really overwhelmed, blood pressure, different things like that? And so one of the things we talk about in the week on stress is... um Thinking about your stress management, like a three-legged stool, because we really need to do something early in the morning. And this can be like literally five minutes. Maybe it's just some really calming music that you're laying down and you are doing your deep breathing. If you do breathe, you want to make sure that you are breathing out longer. You're exhaling longer than when you inhale, because that's going to help you get into your relaxed state. Mm -hmm. Um, so for me, I would do that. I would play some soft music for five minutes and I would just lay there and just do some night nice deep breathing. You wanna do something again around lunchtime, one o'clock, two o'clock, something like that. Maybe it's taking a walk outside if it's pretty or maybe you just need to sit at your desk and again, do some meditation, do some prayer time, listen to some music, something like that. And then again, before you go to bed sometime because that way you're gonna be working on lowering your stress level, your cortisol levels throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of people, you know, they're like, oh, I just don't have time. I'm like, you have five minutes. You know, mm-hmm. I guarantee you're on that phone more than five minutes, morning, afternoon, and evening. So, and again, you may need to set a timer. You know, now's time to relax and just to remind yourself of that. Because if it's not a habit, if it's not a priority, you know, then then that's important. Um, decreasing your sugar intake. You know, I know a lot of ladies don't like to hear, you know, stay away from the processed sugars, but really honestly, the processed sugars, all it does is causes your body to go into a stressed out state, causes mm-hmm. inflammation, all the things. Um, so really watching your sugar intake can be very, very important. Um, and I, I really tell my ladies that, Listen to your body with exercise because, um, in the hormone program, we have like a cycle of exercises that we do based on your menstrual cycle, but sometimes in the month, you don't want to do a heavy strength or hit workout. You want to go into more of an active recovery time because that's what your body is really needing. But if you're in that hit or your strength phase of your menstrual cycle, but you didn't sleep the night before, mm-hmm. or you're not feeling well, like this week, I've just been kind of junky yucky. I've not done a workout all week. I have walked. I've done my infrared blanket. Um, you know, you've got to- Do you love to-
0: the infrared blanket? I keep looking at them. Um, I was looking at them all through the Black Friday sales. I, I just didn't pull the trigger. Do you love it?
1: I love yeah. it. I have like it. a
0: little one, but I feel like if you get into the whole thing, oh, I feel like
1: it would be a whole new- so, yeah. so good. Sweat so good. I have to do it. I, I will one day. I, will. I like the blanket better than I. We've got a, like a local holistic spa that has the you know the big room I, that you can go into, and I just for me I don't sweat in those like I like, but the blanket I really do sweat. I really really like it.
0: The sweating is so my one of the things. So my dad used to go. We used to be a gym when I was younger. We always told him he went to the executive workout because he'd go and he'd walk on the treadmill for like 10 minutes and then he'd go sit in the sauna. And we always made fun of him. Like, you're not working out here. This is pre, like, you know, way back when I didn't know any better. And we made, and I, he stopped doing it because I think he felt like, you know, and now we're like, get back in the sauna and get back walking. It's like- the What he
1: you talking about?
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the entry level. I'm like, you knew what you're talking about. We we made fun of him. We're like, this is, you know, an executive workout. You need to like, you know, move more. And now- That's how my be, mom like, is. Yeah, but it's funny. But yeah, the sauna and the just like the gentle movement is so, yeah. so nourishing to the body. And I think for women in this modern age, mm-hmm. there already is enough stress going on. There's already yeah. too much we're putting, you know, there's already I I mean with this, I would tell my husband with like the sex thing, I'm like, yeah. I need a bath or you put the fire oh, on, yes. I need to be in the room, like quiet. Fifteen. Oh, okay. actually, I need a transitional space. Like it's That's not so like, like a flip switch where he, you know, they can flip switch. I'm like, Absolutely. I
1: need transition. Very well. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. So we all need, but I think it's important to hit all these boxes that you're hitting with women that, you know, it's, you know, the emotional eating part comes from
1: all of these things that play yeah. it and pile into it. It does. We're and I, I I laugh because you know for years men have, or well decades centuries men have always said we're complicated people, and we are. I just finally admitted it. We're very complicated people. Our hormones are much more complicated than men's have ever been, mm-hmm. um, and we just we are just affected health wise, yeah. hormone wise by so many things. Yeah, you know, a twenty
0: four hour circadian rhythm that that they could do the same thing every day and thrive like it would it would be good for them
1: (laughs) yeah no we're different not us we have to yeah that's one thing I tell my I was just the con uh, the client that I was talking to yesterday I was asking her when she'd had her last labs run her hormones labs and she's like oh my gosh probably two years ago and I was like you really need to do those every six months because even mine will fluctuate every six months if I'm going through a stressful period because it did this year you know I knew again something was off. I was very stressed out. And sure enough, you know, my testosterone was low, my progesterone was low. And it's like, dang, just when you think you got it, you know, then something throws. So it's very important to stay on top of those labs um, and just see how your body's reacting. Can
0: you tell us more about your personal story in there because you have gone through some stressful things and like what led you to working for emotional eating and, um, with women in this way?
1: Absolutely. So, um, I had experienced, um, early childhood sexual abuse, um, back when I was probably four years old and it was a couple of different individuals all the way up until I was in seventh grade. Um, and it was something that I never told my parents about. I only told my parents this past September, um, which is another God story because he really, um, provided me with literally the piece that passes all understanding. I had never experienced something like that in my life. But it was so freeing and um but I can remember emotional eating back in 5th grade. You know, your best friend stops being your best friend or she was mad at you so you went home and you know, ate Oreos in secret or whatever. Yeah. Um so that just continued throughout my whole life. Um in 2000 five we had some trauma in our family and a year to that date in 2006 again going back to emotional eating um i vividly remember going into a mcdonald's and thinking i can eat anything on this menu that i want and i can control that so i literally in one day's time became an adult onset bulimia person um it was debilitating. It got so bad that I was doing this three times a day and was in intensive therapy. My therapist actually wanted to send me away to an inpatient rehab, but I, you know, I was a breadwinner in my family. I was a mother. I was a director of rehab. I was all, I had to hold it together. Like I had to figure this out. Um, Coupled with, you know, my husband and I, our marriage was kind of falling apart on and off for years. Um, And so I always went back to food as you know, the thing. So going through all the years of therapy that I did, she she used faith-based programming with me, which I was so thankful for. Um, I ended up becoming a personal trainer for women back in 2014 and loved that. Um, probably was one of the healthiest points of my life. But when the lovely 2020 happened mm-hmm. and everybody sees, you know, thinks again that they're dying, Um, I could see Satan trying to plant those thoughts of the acts of bulimia again. I had not done it in a very long time, but I could see, I could feel myself thinking about that more and more and more. And so April of that year, um, I just felt God or heard God say, you know, try me like I'd shared before, you know, you've been a coach for other programs. You're a personal trainer. You've done diets, you've done pills, you've done shakes, you've done it all, but you've never, never tried me. And so it was at that point that I began creating a generalized faith-based women's program. So just what does God say about food? What does God say about moving your body? What does God say about all of these areas? And it just continued to develop um, into what became the overcoming emotional eating program. Um, and then like I said, in 20, the end of 2020 into 21, I was diagnosed with the hormone issues and things like that. And again, just knew it was lifestyle. It was, you know, me trying to push my business and not rely on God for his provisions and things like that. And just just running, running, running. Um, and so he really, he really has just showed me and unleashed the power that he has. Um, and I've, I've just this year, have just felt so bold in wanting to share with women, um, you know, because we know trauma is in different forms. You know, it may be not be the type of trauma that I had. Um, it can be any kind of event. It could be going through a natural disaster or experiencing a trauma with somebody. You know, maybe you had a best friend that traumatically lost a child and you've walked that trauma with them. It's how your body responds is really the trauma. There's the trauma event, but it's how your body responds to the trauma, which is the trauma. Um, And we all have it at some level, you know, and if we don't deal with it healthy is when we have these health issues. It's, I firmly believe 80% of disease is a spiritual root. And so whether it's an autoimmune disease or whatever, it all starts typically with something, you know, we've either not dealt with something well. Um, And that's both of my daughters have kind of chronic illnesses, which thankfully, you know, they're on the other end of they're really thriving now. Um, but one has autoimmune disease, Hashimoto's, and the other one has Ehlers-Danlos syndrome, which is a connective tissue disease. And that's really what pushed me to become an integrative health practitioner, because I was tired of people saying, there's nothing else out there or here's another pill, or you're just going to have to live with the pain. I'm like, I'm not taking that. Like I I can't take young. Yeah. Yeah. For
0: at that age. And like, I I mean, I think it's becoming more normalized for little ones to be more on medication. Like, but for, and there's a time and a place, I guess, you know, I always leave doors open for whatever the journey that needs to look at, but I, I don't know. Even I was talking to a girlfriend. She's like, I, every time I go to the doctor, I feel like I come home with another prescription Absolutely. and it, you know, it's, it is getting in front of it. Like you said, and using your life story and your life integrative and dealing with it. I know my community as emotional eaters. you probably find this to be true. You can let me know Tara if it's the same, but we want to disassociate it. We want to run away from it. We don't want to feel the feelings. We want to deal with those things that happened to us, whether they were, you know, large traumas mm-hmm. or small traumas. Um, it's hard to stop and like, be like, I can, I have this. And that is, I guess the way you're using God. Cause then yep. you
1: can. Absolutely. And it is hard, but it's worth it. And I was just thinking that today or yesterday one, you know, that the work is very hard to get to the root of whatever it is. But when you're on the other end and you see the freedom Uh, You know, I, I was on anxiety meds for, oh my goodness, probably 16 years. Mm -hmm. Um, Another thing that I always recommend my women, if they've had um, trauma or if they deal with anxiety or fear in general, or they just have this mindset that they're not sure why they have this mindset that's impacting their health. um, EMDR therapy was so beneficial to me. Um, and it just helped me to really reprogram, really realize why I went from zero to ten on the emotional scale with this person. Oh, it's reminding me of this person in the past. Okay, well, let's deal with that. And it just it's amazing. Um so Do you do that real quick for what people people don't know what that is? It's like an eye. Do you know can you explain a little bit what Okay? That is? It's the coolest just, thing ever. It's yeah. like my husband calls it voodoo, but it works. <laughs> he actually is doing it now. He's a police officer. And I was trying to get him to do it last year. I was telling him about it. So it's eye movement desensitization response. And it was originally designed for veterans with PTSD. Um, and so they use it a lot with emergency response personnel, um, but it's basically different therapists do it differently. Um, my therapist has me watch her hand and she goes back and forth and my eyes just follow her hand. Some people will have you doing a tapping thing or different, different modalities like that. Um, but basically what it is, is your eyes are moving and it mimics what your brain and your eyes are doing when you go into REM sleep at night. And so again, I've never been a good sleeper. So I probably never got that really good REM sleep. So my brain was never healing overnight like it needed to. It was never correctly organizing thoughts like it needed to because it never was at rest. Mm-hmm. And so it literally, so I might go into a session. I want to work on, um, you know, talk about the zero to 10 emotions with this one person. I don't know why I do this. Like it just drives me crazy. And when she says this, I just, ugh. and I, I know it's not her. So go in, do this. And it's amazing. It'll either be a thought for a lot of people, a vision, or it can be a feeling. So sometimes for me, it'll be like a feeling in my throat. And she'll say, well, what are you feeling? And I'll, you know, I'll describe the feeling. Or did you have a thought? And then you can kind of process that. And it, it, my husband is a police officer. And so he dealt with a baby's death, um, back in 2007, that was very traumatic for him. And again, I've been trying to get him to do this forever. And he went in dealing, thinking he was going to deal with that. And when he did this EMDR session, um, popped up some history in his past with people that he dealt with that, you know, didn't believe him in a certain situation and things like that. It's all related. So again, it's just helping your brain to recategorize, put put things in a filing cabinet like they're meant to be. Because my... A file might be all the way back here in Z. And so it's messing up everything in between. So it helps me to reprogram it and put it into the A slot. Yeah, that's Uh, a
0: great way to... Visually see that,
1: yeah, and it's
0: true, and that's in all associations. Like if you think oh. about with the way that we emotionally categorize, like you know, grandma's cookies with love, and then you yes. can rewire that of like I can still love cookies, but I don't need mm-hmm. the cookies to feel love with grandma. Grandma's love still always there. It's in its right cabinet, and I put my cookies in this cabinet, and then I have I have a feeling of the energetic tie is so mm-hmm. much more. Um, it's neutralized, so yeah, it's possible yeah. to have, you know, it's it's fascinating, fascinating is yeah, my word lately. Just fascinating the brain how it works, and I love like just that you're you utilizing all of these different tools and modalities and perspectives and vantage points to move through, and also, you know, your story of just you know I wanted to cry a little bit right then, oh. just <laughs> knowing what, you've, what you've gone through, and then what you're able to do now, and then you know who you're becoming who you continue to work on and showing people like it's a human process yeah. and each day we decide to turn towards what it is that we need to get through Absolutely. and that you know generally comes like I, I do believe that higher power is yeah. an important piece of that puzzle
1: what well, I just knew last year probably about October September um you know I was doing all the right things for my health I was running the holistic program on myself you know doing you know eating the foods like I should be doing all of these things. And I was going back to having some, um, high blood sugar readings and I'm mm-hmm. like, it's the deal. Like I'm doing everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and my youngest daughter had actually gone through some ENDR therapy and I was like, I'm going to try that. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, like I feel like because it helped my brain heal and to recategorize things that it needed, I'm no longer on anxiety meds. I was on a mild depression med that I'm no longer on. Mm-hmm. Um, So it just, it helped that whole thing. My blood sugars went to back to normal, you know? And so I just encourage women, like even my programs, it it may not be, what is the thing for you that we run through it and some things get better, but, but don't stop. Keep looking, you know, keep searching for what, um, you know, what is going to bring you healing, um, -hmm. you know, that, that often
0: it's never just one thing anyway, (laughs) You know no, what I mean? It's no. never
1: like. It's look for that one thing though. You yes. know, everybody mm-hmm. looks for that one quick thing that's going to do it. And it never is. It's it's a, definitely a layering of different things.
0: Yeah. Well, this has been amazing, Tara. Where can people find you? And especially if they want to, you know, get more into lab work. And I don't see it. That's all above my tour, tool. <laughs> so, You know, how can they find you? How can they um, uh, get to know you more, tap into your community, especially if they're looking for something that's more faith-based, uh-huh. um, you know, I don't speak, I believe it. And then also yeah. yeah that's not something I feel confident in like right. encouraging people through. So yeah. if they're looking for that, how
1: can they yes. do that with you? Yes. So, um, probably the easiest way is to go to my website and that is www.fueledbygodcoaching.com. Um, When you come up to that, I actually have now a coach certification process as well. So if there are women that are interested in learning more about the two programs and how they too can become a coach, that information is there. That's one thing I'm excited to do um, more of in 2024. But um, there is a contact me button. And so you could just go to that and you simply email me um you know Tara I'd like to talk more about functional medicine I'll fix up a call and we'll we'll sit down and talk and see what would be the best option um I do have to where you can purchase you can go through both of the programs individually or right now I am doing kind of a trialing a 6 month coaching package which is very very affordable it's only $150 a month right now mm-hmm. um where you go through both of the programs holistic hormone regulation and the overcoming emotional eating and we do daily contact. You get scripture, you get Bible, ver- uh, you get worship songs, workouts, nutrition, you know, and of course all the programming and things like that. Um, but probably that I'm on Instagram, um, underscore Tara Prater. And on Facebook, it's Holistic Health with Tara. So lots of different ways, but would love to, contact you know, talk to anyone that has any issues and um, see how we can get them to a road of, of healing and recovery.
0: Awesome. This has been great. Is there any last little nugget you want to leave
1: us with? Oh goodness. Last little nugget. Let's just say that God is good. Mm -hmm. And if you, I'm going to challenge women that if they don't know where their next step, next step needs to be, start praying. Um, my mom, actually, she was like doing this journey and she was like, she did my overcoming emotional eating program and was doing great. She's like, I just feel like there's a next step. I need to, I said, start praying about it. And she kept having this, you need to move your body more. You need to move your body more. You need to move your body more. And she hates exercise, hates to sweat. And I was like, mom, you've been praying. And I think God is telling you it's time to move your body a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's what I would suggest. Start praying, ask God to give you insight into what your next step needs to be. And um, I think you'll start hearing it. You'll start seeing it. And then if I can be an assistance, I'd love to be that.
0: Okay, I know we're wrapping up, but I'm asking one more question, just real quick. Yes, go ahead. So <laughs> the, start. So praying for someone, uh-huh. if they're not yeah. like prayers, is there any like, real quick, like you just speak as a friend, like, like how, what does that look
1: like? Just real you know, fast. Sometimes- if you are so jumbled up and you don't know what to say, all you need to say is God, I know you know what I need. You know, he he knows. He wants us to cry out to him, but there are some instances where we just don't know what in the world we need to say or what we even need. Mm-hmm. Lord, I know you know what I need. Please show me the way, please give me the strength. And then I just talk to him like he's a friend. Like, mm-hmm. Lord, I'm I'm feeling this right now. I'm I'm fearful, I'm scared. You know, Show, give me some peace or Lord, I, you know, I know that I'm one of the things I tell my ladies first thing in the morning, like, if you know, you're going to have a stressful day and you're an emotional eater, I tell them to pray before they even get up out of bed. Lord, I know that I'm going to have a stressful today. I know I'm going to be wanting to overeat or emotional eat. Lord, I need you to strengthen me. So just having that running dialogue, like when I'm driving in the car, I'm just like, Oh, thank you, Lord, you know, giving thanks. And, um, you know, if something pops into your head that, you know, might be a challenging situation, just ask him for help. Like, I just talk to him like he's a friend.
0: Anywhere, anytime it's not
1: complicated,
0: which in the middle
1: of the night, my newest Mm -hmm. thing is because I'm not a sleeper and I'm much better than I used to be, but I did not. I wanted to get off like sleeping meds and things like that. And so when I'd wake up in the middle of the night, I would pray like, Lord, I need you to put me to sleep. Like only you can Mm -hmm. I promise you it is working. Like I just pray it. I'm like, Lord, I need you to put me to sleep. Like only you can. He knocks me out.
0: (laughs) Yeah, we're making things too hard. We're just making it too we difficult. Do, we do. <laughs> yes. Keep it
1: simple. Keep it
0: simple. Yeah, keep it simple. Say <laughs> some prayers. All right. Well, thank you so much. I love that you're here. We got to chat and um thanks guys for being here. We'll talk to you next week. Love you And where's my